Hi, this is The Playground, and my name is Julia. I'm so excited to be recording a podcast right now. (laughs) I feel like I need to start off this episode with a few little life updates. First thing being, I finished my final, final exam today. My final, final exam was a research paper. It was very difficult for me (laughs) to finish, and I am so glad I am done with that now. Off to senior year. Yay. Okay. (laughs) I am in, and I have been, in a pretty good mood and headspace recently. I think I touched on this in the previous episodes, but right now in the summer is just going to be a series of transitions. And I think initially I was worried about not so much the transition, but what would the transition lead into. But I'm at a point now where I'm honestly just so excited about what comes next. And to kind of give you an idea of where I'm at right now, I have been packing up my apartment. I have been running so many errands to make sure I'm ready for the summer. But on a more spiritual, mental level, I feel like I've been having a lot of realizations and moments of clarity, which I'm really excited about. A lot of the things that I feel like I have been getting clarity on are things that have been on my chest for a fairly long time. I think, especially with these particular issues, these are issues where I understood what happened and I'm very aware of what went down in that in these situations, but I can't quite make sense of how I feel about that situation or the lesson that was I don't know, quote-unquote, supposed to come out of whatever I just experienced. Most recently, I have been able to have a lot of, I'm going to say it again, clarity on these situations. I'm going to go further into these specific situations later on the episode, but I wanted to start off by saying the song I've chosen for today's podcast. I have chosen a song called Goodbye by Echo Smith. And the reason why I chose this song was because one of the topics I wanted to talk about today was an issue or a conflict that was shown in the TV show Selling Sunset. Actually, I'm not even really sure if I'm allowed to call it a TV show because it's on Netflix, so I guess a streaming show. But this song is apparently in the first season of the show. And I chose this song specifically because Echo Smith actually was a band that I kind of knew about in my middle school years. They came out with a song called Cool Kids. And then there was a song called Bright, which I heard in summer camp one summer and I kept listening to it. And apparently they played one of their songs in a Selling Sunset episode. And what's really funny about Selling Sunset music is that all the songs sound the same to me. The only difference is the lyrics and the singer. No shade. I think that's really cool that they found a vibe that matches the show and what they're trying to convey. That being said, here is Goodbye by Echo Smith. Try not to let the bird become a scar. What's left of me is only Jesus, bro. 
Okay, so that was the song. I hope you enjoyed listening. The first anecdote I wanted to start off this analysis with is, well, I guess I should start off first with explaining the conflict in Selling Sunset. I hope I'm not spoiling anything when I say this. If you would like, this is your time to click off, fully binge the five seasons of Selling Sunset and then come back to listen to this episode. But the main issue I wanted to focus on in Selling Sunset is the issue of a woman named Christine who picks on and bullies some of the women in the realtor group and the relationships and kind of the spider web of how everyone's all connected. I found this dynamic really interesting when I was watching the show because so much of high school drama was really just tied into loyalty and choosing sides and not liking one person because your friend didn't like that one person. Unfortunately, I'm not proud to say this, I definitely got tied up into multiple different loyalty pick-a-side dynamics. What's so great about college is that there is none of that. It is amazing. And partially, I think it's just because there is a maturity and people have grown up from that and with college there are so many more people you can really just pick and choose who floats your boat that being said when i was watching i believe it was season four i felt incredibly uncomfortable again here are more spoilers but there becomes an issue where a new woman comes to the realtor group and she really tries to help Christine and be her friend while also trying to be friends with the other women that Christine has honestly hurt. It was really difficult for me to watch that because throughout part of middle school and high school, there was this one person who I would honestly say bullied me. And it would always be so awkward because I never called her out on her shit. Excuse my language. And because I did that, it led to people who I was friends with to be friends with her. And what really started the clumping of groups in high school was that this person ended up essentially telling people that they didn't like me so that really started the definition of group forming and then it wasn't just this person but then there were other people in my group that had all these issues with other people it was a mess watching selling sunset it really brought back a lot of high school feelings and just made me feel so uncomfortable because i remember i would feel so self-righteous whenever i would tell my close friends the t quote-unquote t of issues that this person did and it would make me feel so validated when they were like oh my gosh i realized that too and they would become this relationship and connection that was formed just based off of our mutual experiences with this one person and so it kind of created a coalition of sorts. Being in college now and looking back and reflecting on that, I realize now that those relationships and connections were based not only off of convenience but off of a shared experience with someone that was negative. In a previous episode, I was talking about how, again, simmers the moment of transitions, my family's moving, I'm constantly moving around. 
I've realized that there are a lot of people in high school who I really thought were going to be in my life forever. And I'm here to say they are not. They are not here. And that doesn't mean that our friendship has ended. That doesn't mean that maybe one day we'll grow closer again. But it does mean that in this point in time, our relationship and dynamic has changed. I was struggling a lot with feeling of confusion and what I've gathered from this change in dynamic is that I almost had a blind loyalty with these friends. In high school I think it's really easy to get close with people who maybe aren't friends in the long term and this can be said with any situation when you're around somebody for an extended period of time. This can happen in college, this can happen in a job, but I almost had a blind loyalty towards my friends in high school because once things got challenging, when you move apart for college and that communication dies out, or maybe you're on different life paths and you go separate ways. I had an experience once where one of my really close friends at the time had an issue with this other girl and so she essentially asked me for me to have the girl who she had an issue with to unfollow me like to, I don't know like remove them from my following and I felt really uncomfortable about that because I felt like I was being sucked into unnecessary drama and that's not typically the way I move through life I'm not typically one to block like I can't deny the positives of blocking someone that's completely up to you but in my personal life, I don't typically block people. I'm very open for reconnection and leaving the door open. Anyways, <laughs> but that was the type of loyalty that was displayed and expected in high school. And what was interesting was that while I was in a position of my friend at the time telling me to do something and it making me feel uncomfortable, I've also been in positions where I have felt I don't think I've ever asked anyone to do this, but I have felt deeply uncomfortable with my friends hanging out with someone or being close with someone who I had issues with. And I think that's why this issue in Selling Sunset was so interesting to me because of just feeling that intense uncomfortableness when it comes to relationships and how a lot of them are really interconnected. One of the first revelations I had when thinking about this topic was firstly, not everyone is going to like you and you're not gonna like everyone and that's okay. And when I say that, that means you can like your friend very much. They're your friend. You probably love them. They're amazing. But just because you don't like another person doesn't mean that your friend also isn't able to like or unlike another person. Does that make sense? Everyone has their own tastes. Everyone has their own parts of them that resonate with other people. I kind of think about it in terms of food. Like just because my friend doesn't like tomatoes doesn't mean I can't like tomatoes. That just means we have different tastes. And if my friend were to gatekeep me from eating tomatoes, I would probably live a life of, I think resentment is too strong of a word, but you, you catch my drift, right? Like if my friend told me I can't eat tomatoes because she doesn't like them, I'd be like, what? Like what does that have to do with me? Like. If you don't like tomatoes, you don't have to eat them. And I think that goes with people as well. If you don't like someone, you don't have to be friends with them. But that doesn't mean you can control your friend into not being close with them. The second thing I've learned is you can't control people. You can observe people and you can make your own decisions based off of how somebody acts. 
when I was trying to better understand my feelings in relation to this issue in Selling Sunset and in high school, I searched up on Reddit, like, what do you do when your friend is close to someone you don't like? And one of the answers was, really, just if you are friends with someone that you don't vibe with, I mean, are they really your friend? And this is where it goes back to blind loyalty. Are you friends with that person because of convenience? They're in all your classes, they're in your grade, they're in the same town as you. So many different things. Or are you friends with that person because your values align? Because you have similar interests, things that are more resonant with their personality than just a physical geographical location and time convenience. I found that statement really interesting because up until quite recently, I was friends and considered them to be very close. I was friends with a lot of people whose values I did not align with. And I'm not saying you can't be friends with people whose values you don't align with. That's how you learn and grow as a human being to be in a relationship with someone or a friendship with someone who that doesn't see eye to eye with you. An anecdote I have for this is I was really, really close friends with someone who thought it was okay for them to just completely ghost people. And that's completely a viewpoint that they have a right to have. Who am I to say that's quote unquote a wrong thing to do? I don't know, I'm, I'm just a peer. I'm just on their level. And it was very clear to me that our values didn't align in so many ways, but I was friends with this person because for a multitude of reasons that aren't really relevant. But what ended up happening was our friendship ended because she ghosted me. I think this anecdote kind of goes to show that there is an importance of having similar values with someone that you're very close to, especially in matters of which that have to do with how someone treats another person, what type of people they let into their lives. There's this quote that's always said whenever you are in the midst of letting someone go or losing someone and it's that there are so many other people out there and it hurts to hear when you're going through this because, okay, this is so bizarre, but I feel like I literally made a podcast episode with these exact same sentiments and thoughts, which I mean, I probably have, but it hurts to hear that there are so many other people out there because it's like, well, if there are so many people out there, then where are they? Why haven't I found them? And part of life is the passage of time and taking time not only to find those people that really resonate with you or to take time when there are people that you find that resonate with you and get closer and deeper with yourself. So much of my insecurity and issues with friendships and relationships stem from an insecurity within myself. I realize that when I'm more confident in myself, the less I have reason to really rely on a connection with someone. That being said, there are a lot of people out there and you will find people that match your vibe, that feed you with good energy and support you and uplift you. I think it's also important to note that when you're staying in a relationship, dynamic friendship with someone that isn't making you happy and you have this blind loyalty to them, really ask yourself why, like why am I in this? Is it the idea? of this person and the dynamic that it could be? Is the idea of them something that they are not? You want them to have a complete personality makeover? I think those are signs that you're ready to start to find new people that do fuel you. The past few weeks, looking deeper into the lyrics, the first lyric I wanted to analyze is try not to let the burn become a scar. I understand the sentiment behind this of don't get so stuck on the path that it really leaves a mark. 
But I think scars are proof that you've gone through something. If you've gone through an experience without having learned a lesson, what are you doing? <laughs> that sounds really mean. But it's like, that is life. Experiencing, learning, and growing. There is a beauty to having scars. I said this in a past episode, but it's like, you're creating your own piece of art. And there's this sound on TikTok that was trending. It was like, art is not supposed to be beautiful. It's supposed to move you. And that's exactly what life is. Life is not beautiful, but it moves you. It changes you. It is unique in that way. The next line is, what's left of me is only broken parts. You take the pretty and color it dark. This kind of goes back to what I was talking about before of when you're in a dynamic where you feel so completely empty and dead inside that is a definite sign you need to let go move on and I think one of the reasons why it's so difficult to let go and move on is because maybe initially you had a great relationship with this person they were painting you a pretty picture and it slowly went dark and you feel like you're crazy because you're like whoa what happened to that original dynamic but the thing is is that people show their true colors over time very rarely will you get a first impression of someone and that is exactly who they are i would say go off of the behavior they're exhibiting further down the road because that's probably more accurate of their personality than their shiny new self that they're presenting to you at the beginning the next line my only grievance is a broken heart I found this line really interesting because when I look back to past dynamics that I've been really hurt in, I find that when I'm able to find a lesson from it, when I'm able to feel like I've grown from that experience, I don't really feel like those experiences are bad in any way. They were just stepping stones to the person I want to become. And this line when it says, my only grievance is a broken heart, it makes me think of when I really think of moments that are just so difficult for me to even want to think about, more times than not, those are moments where I really haven't found the lesson in yet. And I think those situations prior that I was talking about before, like blind loyalty and choosing sides, I really wasn't able to find a solution in it because I felt so self-righteous. Like, oh, if I don't like someone and somebody really cared about me, they wouldn't be friends with so-and-so or oh, you shouldn't tell me what to do because I don't want to be dragged into your drama. I felt so self-righteous on both ends. And I think that's why I was so hurt by seeing the Selling Sunset conflict because it kind of just brought up old issues for me. But I've come to a point now where I really feel like the lesson is just being so comfortable with yourself and your values and knowing who you are that you're completely okay either finding new people in your life or accepting the friends that you do have and the choices that they make. When I think back to those high school issues, I don't, while they're sad in some cases because I did lose a friend, I don't think of it as hurtful anymore because I've come to this revelation. This line also reminds me of that one poem one of my peers wrote in my class. I talked about this before, but it's, the line is like, I hope this isn't just unnecessary pain. And I don't think broken hearts are unnecessary pain, but they are painful, let me tell you that. And I think pain without a lesson or a purpose, it really feels so draining to a point where it, it feels pointless. It's just like, why am I feeling this? What I find interesting is that I've spoken about how not all situations have to be lessons. Some things can really just suck. And I think that I'm kind of at a point right now where I kind of want to reform that statement. I think any amount of time 
and space, one can always find a meaning in their past. I think if you're too close to something, it can really color how you're feeling about that situation. But the more I look back on my past and find all these revelations, the more I think that there is a lesson to everything. If not a lesson lesson, then there is growth from that experience. And the last line I would like to talk about is you cover up the poison with poetry. This really goes back to my previous comment on you take the pretty and color it dark. It's, yeah, people put up a front. They will show you the best versions of themselves or the versions they want to be. But because they aren't that version yet or because they aren't that person, it's gonna fall, it's gonna crumble. Like nobody has the energy to put up a front for that long. So in conclusion, I would say that this week and the previous weeks have been filled with revelations. And it's even gotten to a point where I feel chills all the time. And I think I even saw something on Instagram that was saying like, when you feel chills, something about either self-growth or like remembering some spiritual thing. That was just so unhelpful. I don't know really why I included that, but if you are feeling a lot of chills, let me know. Maybe we're in the same boat. I really love feeling chills. I love feeling the chills. I love deja vus. I think they're so cool. But I hope that you found this episode interesting. Maybe it made you think a little bit about your life and your experiences. If you have anything, ideas, songs that you'd like to here on this episode feel free to reach out to me on the playground instagram the username is the playground pod i changed it not radio show anymore if you remember that that was a very long time ago cool nice to know that you've been listening but yeah i think that would be really cool to hear some of your experiences and maybe i could help think through some possible growth learning solutions and I have to say that I feel like a lot of these growth moments have honestly just come from me being in therapy (laughs) my journey with therapy has been fairly interesting to say the least my first experience with therapy whoa maybe I should save this for another episode because this is content yeah I mean let me think I mean I'll just do a gist maybe I could go into it for another episode but My first experience with therapy started with family therapy, did not go well, whoa, did not go well, and then I started my school's free therapy, which also did not go well, and then I got to a point where I was like, oh my god, I am so desperate for help right now. I reached out to a therapist outside of my school, and this isn't family therapy, this is just personal therapy, but it's really opened my eyes to a lot of things and this happens to be one of them so you're welcome free therapy for (laughs) y'all but i think that's really all i need to touch on i hope you enjoyed listening and have a great day bye